So I joined Flashpoint in early 2017, the year prior, which is 2016, less than 10% of our business was indirect. We ended 2017 with over 30% indirect and over 200% to our goal. The program then grew even more exponentially in 2018 with 45% of our business now indirect at a global scale. And I would say even for EMEA in regions like EMEA and LATAM, we continue to be 100% indirect. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where you'll hear leaders of partner programs talk about their greatest challenges and most successful solutions. And now your host, Louis Gadima, the President of Revenue and Associates. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where we talk with leaders in software partner programs to learn about what's working today. I'm Louis Gadima, the President of Revenue and Associates, where we help companies grow faster by helping their channel partners grow faster. Today, I'm talking with Aisha Prakash, the head of global channels and partnerships at Flashpoint. Before joining Flashpoint, Aisha was director of channel sales in the Eastern US, Canada, and EMEA for Invincia, and in sales and marketing roles at several other companies. Aisha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lou. I guess you spent some time uh, working in Indianapolis also. You went to IU and then uh, lived there for a few years? Yeah, I did. Actually, that's my home base. I'm a Hoosier all the way. Yeah. Oh, my wife is from Indianapolis, so I've been out there many, many times. That's great. great went, to the, uh, went to the Indianapolis 500 uh, last year. So please that's tell awesome. me about your career path. What interests you about working in the channel? I've been in sales and marketing uh, for the past 15 years. Really started out in advertising and made my way into technology, which finally landed me where I truly belong in, I guess, the cybersecurity, information security industry. My experience really expands into driving global business development and marketing efforts within the technology sector. And quite recently, as the head of global channels and partners with Flashpoint, I've had the opportunity to recruit and appoint a channel sales manager team globally and expand Flashpoint's global footprint via our channel partners in a strategic partnership, execute international go-to-market go to programs, and really drive over 150% year-to-year over growth since our initial program launch. I was really, I guess I would say what really attracted me to working for what the channel is, really building relationships. That's one of the key things that really attracts me to it, and really helping partners and organizations find mutually successful business models to help drive success for both parties. So um, before we go too far, why don't you tell people about Flashpoint and, and what you do? So Flashpoint provides meaningful intelligence to help uh, organizations, um, empower organizations to reduce their business risk. So our Flashpoint intelligence platform really grants our clients access to our archive of finished intelligence reports, to data from illicit forums, marketplaces, chat services, blogs, pay sites, card shops all in a single Finnish Intel experience. So whether you're, let's say, an Intel expert or even new to assessing risk, our platform delivers relevant intelligence that empowers you to make informed decisions and really help you mitigate risk in any part of your organization. So combined, I guess I would say, with our sophisticated technology that we have and our advanced and exclusive data collections, and I guess finally our main bread and butter, which is our human-powered analysis, uniquely really enables enterprises and even public sector agencies to bolster their cybersecurity and help them confront fraud. 
Yeah, this seems like a huge area. Uh, it seems like there's more security risks all the time. So this is not an area that, that you're going to have to worry about. There not being a demand for it. We talk about it in our industry constantly, and it's been, it's been really interesting to learn about the maturity in the market. It's not just threat intelligence is such a generic term that's used across the board, and really being able to be part of such a niche offering and a solution, it's been, it's been quite rewarding. How important is the Channel 2 Flashpoint? You, you were talking about the, the huge growth that you've had just in the couple of years that you've been there. How much of your business is direct, and how much of it is through the channel, and, and what's your goal? The company's uh, channel-driven revenue has grown definitely substantially, more than 200% since we signed our first partner in 2015. So I would definitely say channel is an essential part of our business. So I joined Flashpoint in early 2017. The year prior, which is 2016, less than 10% of our business was indirect. We ended 2017 with over 30% indirect and over 200% to our goal. The program then grew even more exponentially in 2018 with 45% of our business now indirect at a global scale. And I would say even for EMEA in regions like EMEA and LATAM, we continue to be 100% indirect. And all of this was really setting a strong foundation for us, as well as our partners, I would say, moving into 2019, where, where we hope and we actually are continuing the momentum already to reach over 50% indirect business. I think, I think I saw an interview with you where you said your goal was to someday be 100% indirect. Yes, yes. And I hope our board listens to uh, this podcast at some point because, yes, my goal is always 100% channel. Well, the, the first interview I did for this podcast was with Rob Ray from Datto, and they are 100% channel. They have over 16,000 channel partners now and have sold to every continent. They just got a a sale in Antarctica a few weeks ago. Yeah, maybe you want to have them listen to that one too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I will definitely do that. What about quality versus quantity? When you're building a program like this, how do you go about growing at that rapidly, taking it from a pretty small percentage of revenue to now almost half? And how do you go about recruiting the partners? And what are all the components that, that you've had to build out over just the last couple of years to support your partners? If, you, if I think about what, what were the things that we did in terms of the last couple of years to really grow the channel, strategically the success factors, I would have to say leadership support, metrics and data integrity, and last but not least, product innovation adoption. From a tactical perspective, it was two-pronged, developing and nurturing the current partner base and identifying recruiting the right targeted partners. So really, from a developing and nurturing base, we went back to the basics really understanding our partner base, looking at the metrics to understand where our partners were seeing success and what they needed to be successful. Looking at that was critical. And that helped us launch enablement resources to help our partners increase their knowledge base and what Flashpoint's offerings are. We started doing co-branding marketing programs to help them drive opportunities. We even focused on providing them specialized enablement content financial incentives, you know, a robust SPIF program, launch their first ever MDF program, et cetera, to really help them lead to success. Now, many might say, well, this sounds all really standard, basic things you do in this channel, but it's really amazing how far a company can go by just doing their due diligence and truly listening to what their partners need. And the second prong approach, I would say, was really building the partner network and focusing on that top tier one markets globally just like correctly identifying a 
targeted customer is critical to a direct salesperson, identifying your tar- ideal channel partner is critical to the success of an indirect sales team. So what is the ideal company size? What are the customer characteristics? What is the business model that's going to align with Flashpoint's business model? Do they have the right expertise? And that was really critical to, for, for the niche business that we're in. Are they carrying some complementary products in their portfolio stacks? Are they able to scale taking on a technology like us? This really helped us increase the number of partners worldwide and by what, and actually by 150% in just the last 18 months alone. And going back to strategy, I would say leadership support is absolutely critical in growing your channel. So from our board to our senior leadership team, and really all business units across Flashpoint, whether it was pre-sales, it was marketing, it was customer success, business operations, finance, each played a critical role in this growth. And I'm really proud to say actually that this growth is due to collaboration of all of our business units, right? And, and our leadership's continued commitment to our partner success. Yeah, I'm not at all surprised to hear you say that a lot of what you're doing is the the basics, the blocking and tackling, but you're executing on it well, because I think that in many cases, the success of companies is not about having extraordinary or radical or, or new strategies. It's about getting the execution right. In marketing, I know an area that we work in, a lot of times where you see uh, companies fall down is they just don't have that consistent day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month execution they work out the strategy, but th- but then they don't really execute on it. So execution is really critical to anything in business and not surprised to hear you saying that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I can't stress enough, and I mentioned this a few times, but it's, it's leadership support because you can have a strategy, you can present a strategy, but if you don't have the backing and the resources, which comes from your leaders, you really can't execute heard this over and over again where channel sales channel sales teams are constantly struggling to really get the buy-in right and you know interviewing global candidates a lot of them are considered leaving their current role was exactly for that reason it's they've lost the visibility or the buy-in from senior leaders or the investments significantly decline so it really comes down to your board and your leadership really investing and giving your um, channel team the dynamic environment that they can help their partners grow and succeed in channels is overseeing a channel program like yours, which is now contributing almost you know, 50, close to 50% of your company's Flashpoint's revenue, is this like running a business within a business? Uh, do you have many of the same strategic and business challenges? Yeah, you know what? I, I guess I would say in a way we do. You know, in a sense, it's running a business unit within the sales organization, right? You know, we're responsible for building and growing the indirect sales model for a company, engaging and incenting our partners training and helping our direct sales team to engage with their partners. And at the same time, from a business and company perspective, we're managing our own quota. We have our own business impact and we measure our own budget in terms of MDF. So in a way, yes, you know, but we are still as, I guess I would say another part of the engine that drives the company as a whole. In terms of some of the challenges, yeah, there are certainly similarities. Just as sales team competes for the client's mind share with competitive solutions, we're also competing for mind share from our partners. Another key similarity I would say is part of being a hyper-growth channel organization, the managing growth that is stable and that's consistent all the while meeting the needs of our customers, which is our channel partners. One of the things you know, I mentioned, Rob, at Data is 100%, they're a 100% channel and, and he said, so in essence, their channel strategy is their business strategy. When you're recruiting partners and you have partners all over the world and you also have direct sales, 
How do you go about avoiding channel conflict? Collaboration, communication, and I would say transparency. I, you know, I actually wrote about this recently. You know, trust isn't built overnight. However, it's really an ongoing process. And our number one rule, I would say, on channels here at Flashpoint has been don't think of your partners as an extension of your self-team. Think of yourself as an extension of your partner's self-team. Of course, every channel organization is going to run into channel conflict. That's going to happen. But what we've done is really taken proactive measures early on in our channel strategy to manage and mitigate future channel conflict. Just one example I would say that we've done here is develop a copy to plan for our sales team really to, in order to avoid direct sales, for example, bypassing channels for margin. But in general, I would my advice is train your indirect sales team on honoring deal protection, bringing channel partners into direct deal sales opportunities as early on as possible, and really working collaboratively and transparently with their indirect peers to really help drive mutual success. Between Flashpoint Direct and, and your partners, do you have very set boundaries about this type of market or this size company we sell direct and these others are where we expect our partners to be focused on? Or do, do you have a way of thinking about the market that way? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So, you know, when we think of our international markets outside of the America, so to speak, or really just North America, I would say it's really our focus is as much 100% channel as possible, especially in APAC, EMEA, in, in even in Latin America. Most technology companies have to use the channel in order to really reach their targets. It's critical. Channel drives business there. So absolutely. I mean, for example, our AMI and APAC team, they're focused on driving everything through the channel. And so it really doesn't even come back, come down to the size of the company or certain requirements. For North America, again, that's a different beast in itself. There's definitely a substantial split between direct and indirect. And within that, one of the big things that I would say we, my team has done a really great job is really educating and developing their direct sales team to engage with the channel in the right way. So where it's tit for tap, we have a three, 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 three strategy. Here are the three customers that I'd like to introduce you to. Here are the three customers that you can help me um, get into that are yours. And here are the three target accounts that we can go after together. And so far, we've had a lot of success with it and it's turning out to work out great. Oh, that sounds terrific. So what kind of company is a partner for Flashpoint? Well, an ideal partner profile, I would say, from a channel perspective or distribution perspective, would be would be someone that uh, worked in the threat intelligence space, has worked with, um, you know, their portfolio stacks includes complementary solutions like threat intelligence pro- platforms, like whether it's an anomaly or a Ecolectic IQ, Threat Quotient, Threat Connect, or SIM solutions like a Splunk or a ServiceNow, et cetera, or even some more intelligence solutions like a Babel Street. We're also looking for channel partners that not only have the understanding um, when it comes to threat intel and have worked with similar complementary solutions, but also have the right expertise, the subject matter expertise that comes with being in a niche intelligence space like ours. So I was mentioning that we work in marketing, revenue and associates. How do you see the marketing skills of, of partners? Do you see a marketing skills gap among partners? Or do you think that that's an area that, that they're pretty adept at? It's no secret that some organizations have more resources and experience than others, right? Oftentimes you'll see, especially at smaller companies, marketing may be third or fourth on a list, or if at all. 
after they've appointed a sales team, right? So there's definitely marketing gaps that we're seeing, especially working with a lot of the boutique partners that we do. And, and I would say our overall strategy um, is really to help our partners find success, regardless of their marketing know-how. The strategy should always be simple, right? And ideally, it's plan early, plan often. And so what we do in terms of really helping support our partners that may not have a robust marketing team is providing them comprehensive toolbox that can be customized really based on their specific markets and their capabilities, including, I would say, content development, event support, PR support. The 80-20, I guess, you know, rule is a rule of thumb, but, you know, you can't overlook partners. They could be a large value contributors in the future, right? So, you know, what, what one of the big things our marketing team right now is focused on is really looking at systematically providing partner marketing support programs. So even like for companies that are more resource constrained, et cetera. So they're able to easily deploy these marketing programs in a minute. We're also providing different like off the shelf marketing campaigns, so to speak, and marketing automations tool that can help them. So if you put the right strategic thinking in place, you know, and if you, you lack the resources, you really can take it to the next level and can be quite powerful. So are you able to track um, which partners are using your, resources that you provide them and and you know which are the most active partners and, and which ones are less so absolutely um, metrics uh, data integrity uh, is one of our key initiatives as a company overall and has been for the last couple of years so metrics is all how we run and how we execute and invest and evaluate and strategically think about our next steps so uh, tracking that through robust partner portal and being able to kind of manage that in a way that it's automated and trackable is critical to our success for these programs. So what do you wish you knew when you started at Flashpoint that you've learned in the couple of years since then? You know, I never imagined how quickly our channel program would expand it, um, or how fast it would grow to support 45% of the business. You know, I've expected to track a bit slower, I wouldn't lie to you. Um, obviously, a good challenge to have, right? If I had more foresight, however, I think I might would have hired a team internationally and, and within the public sector a bit earlier, so we could have signed more strategic partners um, early on and grown our um, future pipeline together even sooner. Our, my team is doing a great job with that now, but starting earlier probably would have been something that would have been really good for the company and would have been good to know. Yeah, well, if 100% of your overseas is uh, through the channel, you must have quite a lot of support issues and localization and, and so forth that you have to be involved with to support them. Absolutely, and absolutely. And it's, our marketing team has been a huge driver in really supporting our partners and, and focusing on localization and understanding that uh, what works in Japan is not always what's going to work in Singapore or what's going to work in the United Kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. So what should I have asked you about today? What What's keeping you up at night? The channel landscape. It's growing. It's just growing so fast. You know, they, it's, it's hard to keep up with sometimes. I guess I would say what really keeps me up at, at night is really ensure that we're keeping, we're staying up to date and, and continue to stay innovative in this ever-changing environment. Okay. Well, that is a perfect segue to my next question. You know, since the business world and the channel world is changing so rapidly, how do you keep up? Any particular podcasts or blogs or sites or events or books that are important to you for keeping up? 
Uh, well, I would do a bit of a self-promotion, and uh, I'll say if anyone's interested in learning uh, or and some more advice on channel sales, I do have a monthly uh, blog on channelfeatures.com. It's a op-ed column, so I highly recommend if you want to check it out. And also from a book perspective, this is one of my favorite books. It has been for several years now. It's The Challenger Sale by Matthew mm-hmm. Dixon and Brett Adamson, if you're familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think, you know, I think that may, that book kind of resurfaced for me as I was appointing a global sales team. And, and for any leader out there looking to appoint a sales team or a, or a channel sales team, it's a really interesting uh, book because it kind of goes over the different sales profiles, uh, sales rep profiles. Uh, absolutely. That's a terrific book. A lot of great insights there that a leading tech company like, like Flashpoint could use. I can see how that's a great fit. So how can people get in touch with you and uh, with Flashpoint? Well, we can um, certainly uh, check us out on flashpoint-intel.com. You can click on Partners if you're interested in becoming a partner and just fill out the form. Or you can uh, find me on LinkedIn if you want to get in touch with me directly or follow me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is at yoursocialnerd, and Flashpoint is also on Twitter at flashpointintel. And what's your email address? It's aisha.prakash at gmail.com. I'll include all of that in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at revenueassociates.biz. So thank you for joining us today, Aisha. If you're thank listening, you so much. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or another app, and you found uh, this conversation as interesting as, and useful as I did, please leave a review. That will help other people learn about the podcast, too. Thank you for listening to the Software Channel Partner Podcast. And please subscribe and listen to future episodes.